brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, GPB, GPB gpb.org, the GPB Sports app, our YouTube channel, your favorite podcatcher, Choice D, all of the above. It's another round of the podcast with me and Hannah. Hannah, you had some stuff that you wanted to talk about immediately off the top that had nothing to do with sports. (laughs) It, well, it's Mother's Day week. Yes, and it I is. just wanted to say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of the women who are mothers yes. and want to be mothers mm-hmm. that are on the podcast. Yes, that are listening to the podcast. That them too. So, mm-hmm. so what did you guys do for Mother's Day? Well, it was actually a really beautiful Mother's Day. So, my husband John lost his dad a few months ago. So we were able to take his mom out onto the lake. They uh, have a lake house up on Lanier. Which I don't know it's if you haunted. saw a Lake Lanier is haunted. A boat exploded. Yes, it did. On it, Lake Lanier is haunted. I don't care what you say or what anybody thinks. Lake Lanier is haunted. I don't think. Luckily, no one died. No, but there were six injuries and as devastating. Lake Lanier is haunted. End of story. We were up on like the north end. So you're still the, in the, the lake. The it's still haunted. It doesn't matter if Lake you're in Lanier. the north, the south, the east, or the west, or in the middle. Lake Lanier is haunted. End of story. Well, we made it back to the dock. Which which is a plus. (laughs) Otherwise, you wouldn't be here talking to me. So it was a beautiful Mother's Day. What did you guys do? You said you had some some drama with two separate families. It's just just in two separate time zones. And so uh, the drama really had to do with my mother. Because what we got, my mom was, you know how like you can get like the the strawberries or the Mm -hmm. cookies or the popcorn Mm -hmm. or whatever. So we got her this big batch of, of cookies that she and uh, my, my half-brother, they can have there at the house. So you order it via FedEx. Okay, so here's what happens. You order it via FedEx, and this is not the first time that we've done it with this particular outfit because what they do, they're the one who's in charge of not just the cookies but the popcorn and the fruit and, and all the, you know, like the, the edible arrangements and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're in charge of all of this. It is an umbrella company, so they know where we're shipping this. The address has not changed the multiple times that we've shipped it to where my mom lives. So we think, they, they tell us initially, okay, it's going to get there Friday. And we're like, okay, great. It's going to get there in time. My wife, a.k.a. the boss, gets an email on Friday saying that the address is changed. It was an improper address. So FedEx shipped the cookies back to Ohio to regroup. <laughs> And we're like, no, this is the same address. It's and the so thought that counts. It's the That's same address say. that counts because we've <laughs> sent at least a half a dozen times, we've sent something to my mother to this address. Federal Express apparently decided that, no, it was a different address, and we're sending it back to Ohio, and then we're going to start the process all over again. Then they send us an email yesterday saying it's going to get there Tuesday. Better late than never. It got there Saturday. (laughs) The mail is wild. This is what I'm saying. Was that Sandy I heard? 
Yeah, she she was trying to chime in. She's sitting there, and there's a for those that uh, aren't you know privy to the fourth wall that we're trying to open up here on the show. Uh, the our, our Jean Luc Picard, Sandy Malcolm, who who is uh, operating everything. She's the conductor of, of this orchestra. She's like she's hitting a button, and she wants to say something. Yes, in both happy of Mother's our ears. Day, Sandy. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, so thank yes, thank and so you know we're trying to figure out ways that Sandy can be involved in the show and that Jess can be involved in the show, so they can you know sit there and yell at me and you can actually hear it instead of me looking at it through glass. But so yeah, so bottom line was mm-hmm. we they overnighted it, they had it wrong. It goes back to Ohio. They think it's going to be there Tuesday. It got there Saturday. Wow. And so that was just my mother. That was just half of this. Do we it, need to hear the rest of the oh, no, story? No, the rest of it was great. No, it's like we went to go see the boss's mom, and it was uh, in a town that's about 20 miles north of Dothan. So we went to go and hang out with her for a couple of days. Okay. And uh, that, was, that, was, that was fine. It just the, the, the overnight company adventures that were with my mother was the, the largest issue that we had here. Well, it sounds like you had a good day, though, overall. <laughs> Everything got to where it was supposed to. That's what matters. Uh, toward the end of this week, as uh, I turn the steering wheel hard right to get us into the actual sports that we're supposed to be talking about here. I know, right? A, a lot of championships are, are coming up here in the spring sports. Uh, soccer's coming up just around the corner. Nice. Baseball's coming up just around the corner. I think tennis is coming up just around the corner. So for all of the moms and all of the families and all the kids. All that you do. For, oh. for everything that you guys do to make sure that your mm-hmm. students and your student athletes in the most difficult school year possible have gotten to where you need to do uh, what you can and get to these championship games. It'll be great to, to see some uh, some folks around the state at the four sites for soccer, Lake Point for baseball, and all the others that are coming up too. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of championships coming up around the corner. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Sandy's like track and field. The Olympic yeah. sports. Yeah. Come well, on, no. John. No, 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 no. The reason that, she, that the reason that Sandy said track and field in my ear is because she is an actively cheering mother in track and field on the state level because uh, her – can we can we go ahead and say the city school district, Decatur, the the city schools of Decatur is where uh, Sandy Malcolm and, and the Malcolm clan are, and they're having to they're following track and field and continue to qualify and go to the next stages and all this kind of stuff. So, Sandy is a student athlete mom that's involved in track and field. Well, thank you for all you do, Sandy, and all the moms out there. Yes, let's talk some football, let's talk John. Some football. We've got an awesome show. Best guest. Of the year, I think, on the podcast, we have Noonan head coach Chip Walker on to talk about the hurricane devastation there in Coweta County. I mean, tornado devastation there in Coweta County. I'm thinking hurricane because it's a hurricane in Atlanta today because the weather is awful. But he is on to talk about the rebuild process and the rally of the community. And the way that he spells it out is truly Amazing. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear that story coming up. But first, we have to give you a Rush Probst update because our entire podcast last month was on Probst. Right. The latest news was that the GHSA denied Valdosta's appeal and Probst's contract was not renewed by the Valdosta Board of Education 5-3. to three. There's also a new interim head coach, acting. John, yes. acting. John, give us, spill the tea. Well, right, right now where we are, Valdosta's in spring practice. Shelton mm-hmm. Felton is the acting head coach, and their spring game is in gray against okay. Jones County this Saturday, as as we're talking now, uh, the fifteenth, I think, if if my math is correct, whatever the this upcoming Saturday is the fifteenth uh, Saturday night in Gray against Jones County, so that's where we are right now with uh, 
with the coaching situation, the City Board of Education is looking at their uh, possible options going forward. So right now they're still trying to figure out if there are any next steps that they can take as a city school district. You will be in gray for that spring game. How do you feel about... She's made the assignment. I guess I'm going. <laughs> you know what? I make assignments around here, and John, you're going. Better you than me. <laughs> How do you feel about Shelton Felton? Well, I mean, Shelton did really great work at Crisp and got them deep into the playoffs. So he knows what Georgia high school football is and what it means, especially down in South Georgia. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously it'll be a diffi- it's a difficult situation for him as an assistant, but he's been a head coach before, and so he knows what it is, and he knows what uh, high school football means to Valdosta. So it's an interesting dynamic, and I want to see how it ends on Saturday night in, in Gray against the Greyhounds of Jones County. So are we waiting on any more Propes news? Is there anything well, else? And, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some. If right now, I think that you have uh, the every side trying to figure out if there's any other recourse and any other angle. So when that news pops up, obviously, we'll let you know. But I think a lot of folks are just putting their thinking caps on right now, try, trying to figure out what's next. All right. Well, all the other coaches seem to be in place, so there's no coaching carousel update from us. But spring practice is officially underway across the state. And, John, what's the latest? People are playing games, and that's good. Isn't that amazing? People are practicing. People are playing games. And we're going to catch up with Chip Walker here in just a second. He's going to let us know about his spring game. And that was something that we didn't know about and we're wondering. And he let us know about that, too. All right, time for our guest and a topic I've been wanting to talk about since March. But certainly we wanted to wait for the right time, and now is the time. We've had really bad weather in Atlanta recently, including today and all across Georgia this year. But on March 26th, a catastrophic storm yielding a mile-wide EF4 tornado, which is winds of up to 170 miles per hour, came ripping through Noonan, Georgia, damaging over 1,700 homes and two schools. And ground zero was Noonan High School. We have head football coach Chip Walker on the line to talk about what happened from his perspective and how the events of that harrowing day affected the football program in the community. First, Chip, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I, I got chills just now with you talking about that. It uh, it brings back some memories of that night. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a, a devastating night for our community and, uh, you know, something that uh, had, that has shown the strength of our community since then. And, uh, and you know, we're uh, we're just trying to trying to recover from it now still. Well, we want to get your story. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp declared it a state of emergency that night. President Biden declared it a disaster area. We don't want you to rehash the entire thing, but give us an insight of what happened in Coweta County. When did you find out how serious this storm was? Uh, you know, we were actually at the house, you know, kind of laying in bed, and, and all of a sudden the, um, you know, your phone starts going off, and, and luckily for, for us, uh, you know, in the community, those things occur now. But uh, I know at my house, I live about five miles from the school. So at, at my house, my family, you know, got in the um, got the bathtub, and and we have a group chat amongst the coaches, and you know, kind of all of a sudden it starts going off, and uh, you know, we're we're texting each other trying to figure out what's going on, and there's one coach that's in it that left us. He's not with us anymore, but he, he lives up in Rockmart, and he. Uh, he was actually able to, because we lost power, everybody lost power, we lost a lot of things. And so he was actually able to kind of update us through the group chat and actually a, a FaceTime once we all, you know, got past it and uh, to kind of tell us 
you know, it's sitting right on top of school. It, it's here, it's there. And, um, and then, you know, so at that point in time, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what had happened. I got the phone call probably that was about midnight. I probably got the phone call about an hour and a half later where uh, our athletic director had been to the school. And he, he basically tells me, you know, your office is gone. And, um, and so, you know, I kind of sit there for a little bit and, and I look at my wife and I tell her, I said, you know, I can't sit here and not know what's going on. So at about 2, 2.30 in the morning, you know, I get up and ride up to the school and I'm up there with our athletic director and our chief of police, Mark Cooper, or assistant chief of police, Mark Cooper. And, uh, you know, we're walking through the campus and, and seeing all the damage and, and knowing there's a lot of damage, um, but not knowing how much damage. And, you know, then the next morning you get up there and it, and it looks like, a war zone. It really does. I mean, you can go um, all around the school, all through the neighborhoods, and, and it. I mean, it looked like you know a war zone, like bombs had been set off, and that, that's how devastating it was. And at the same time, Chip, you're having to keep track of all your players and all the families that are associated with the program. What was that process like, knowing that the town was as devastated as it was with this tornado? Well, one thing that we're very fortunate enough is. Is we got an outstanding group of coaches uh, at Newton High School, and and so that was kind of one of the things that we immediately did was, you know, everybody get in touch with you guys, and, and so our coaches started texting and phoning and, and getting in touch with uh, with all their position players and trying to find out, you know, make sure everybody's okay, make sure everybody's safe, um, and, you know, and then kind of just go from there. We we did have about three guys who uh, who basically lost everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we're still in the process of, of helping them do it, you know, everything that we can, we can do to, to help them get back on their feet. But it was a, um, you know, it was a process that's really not stopped since March 26th. I know so many families had to rebuild, but when it comes to the football program, what has the rebuild process looked like and how has the community been involved? Well, first of all, our community is just unbelievable. Uh, if you if you'd have been around like the, the two or three following days right after it happened, you would have seen our community up and, and our players and just people from other communities, uh, but from around this area, but up there, you know, moving moving logs and cutting limbs and moving debris and handing out food and making food and just doing all these different things. Uh, so our community has been unbelievable in the entire process and, it, and again it's shown uh the strength of the Newton community in particular and, and the Coweta County community as a whole because we've got definitely gotten support from all around the county and neighboring counties um uh, as well so I mean it's definitely that you know from a um <laughs> from a football perspective I don't, I don't know if you maybe if you can imagine um rebuilding a football program in about two weeks and trying to get everything that you can get wow. uh, back back as quickly as and there's you can. no playbook for that chip <laughs> no there wasn't and uh i mean it was uh, you know we had a lot of help again our our um assistant our coaching staff is unbelievable they did a great job with it but also you know other schools throughout the i mean throughout the state of georgia helped you know obviously the first and foremost the most immediate thing that as a football program we had to do was we had to get a weight room. And, uh, you know, we wanted to, to get our guys 
you know, back together as quickly as we could after uh, everything was safe and, and, and do that. So in doing that, we got, um, you know, we got help from LaGrange and Mary Persons and North Cobb and Paulding County. Um, you know, all those people, you know, lent us equipment so that we're able to, and I'm sure I probably missed somebody in that, but, uh, you know, to get some equipment that they were not using and get it in there and, um, and, and get our guys back together. That was kind of the first thing. Um, and then, um, you know, the next thing was really and truly, you know, once that happened, you know, we missed the, the week of school prior to spring break and then had spring break. Uh, so we had about two weeks off in order to get that part done. And then from there is, you know, we wanted to have spring practice. We wanted to get our guys back to normal. We wanted to get them back together all the time. And, uh, and so our next goal is to get basically everything done in, a, in about, I guess, maybe a month or, or so so that we could start spring practice uh, last Wednesday, which is what we did. How is everyone, and where is the rebuild of the school and, and everything right now? Because as much as March 26th was six weeks ago, it's yesterday in a lot of different fronts, especially with everyone there in Noonan. How is the school, How is and I'm talking in a physical sense, because I know that you've got to still have academics, you've still got to try to get ready for next school year. How is the school physically right now with all the rebuild that you've been a part of right now? Well, we have, in our school, it's, it's funny we're having this conversation because uh, a little bit before lunch I was up in the, up in our gym talking with a guy that's in charge of, you know, uh, kind of the, the reconstruction of, of parts of the school. And his first statement was, I've never been a part of a high school that had 13 buildings. And, you know, we talk about a rebuild of that. So we have 13 buildings on campus, which is unique to itself. Um, and all 13 of those buildings sustained some type of damage. My best understanding that I can come up with right now is our ninth grade building, which is one of our biggest buildings, and probably our newest building, uh, probably – uh, sustained the least amount of damage and is in pretty good shape uh, to be able to be ready to go in August. Uh, we have a couple other buildings that they feel pretty good about getting the roof back on and um, and going from there. So, you know, if you made me guess right now, I'm, I'm guessing probably, you know, three or four of the 13 buildings may be operational by August. Uh, obviously, none of them are op- operational now. We're doing all our learning um, where the majority of our learning is remote, uh, if, uh, you know, if we have people who have needs, they can come to a central location and get some help, but everything else is pretty much remote, uh, learning. Uh, now going forward, uh, I, there still is not word on how many of those buildings are going to be saved, how many of those buildings are going to come down, uh, and what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, if anybody's seen pictures, one of the the most heavily hit was the field house, which you know holds uh, our offices and our equipment and, and our weight room, and it was pretty much destroyed. Um, so it's a you know it's a it's a day by day process of just trying to figure out uh, kind of what's going on and what's the next step. So then, how's Drake? If uh, if I know that you're practicing on the field and you're having to work at the field house, how is Drake right now? The stadium. The stadium itself obviously uh, had the, the probably the least amount of damage of everything on the campus. Uh, you know, it, it didn't do anything to the surface. 
It, it did a little damage to the roof of the press box. It, it ripped the top of the elevator shaft of the press box home. Now, it did not one of our light poles onto our baseball field. Um, so, obviously, that light pole's gone. And then the light poles on the visitor side, pretty pretty unique, uh, where basically, you know, you look at the light pole and you go up about halfway up it and the thing is just basically turned like you've just taken it with your hands and turned the metal a little bit. And uh, so all those light poles had to come down. So there, obviously there's no light poles currently, uh, but the field itself is fine. Um, and we're able to be housed right now. We're kind of housed in some baseball locker rooms and some softball locker rooms. And we're able to, to get out on the field and actually practice, which has been a blessing for uh, us and for our young men. And I think for our community, we had a, huge crowd the first day we 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 practiced. Yep, spring practice is underway and coach Walker, this is certainly going to be a season of overcoming adversity and something that your players are going to be fighting for all year long. How has spring practice been? What's the atmosphere and the attitude and how's everything going? Well, I can tell you I was uh uh talking to my wife uh you know leading up to the first day of spring on that Wednesday. And I'm telling her, oh, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be a disaster. We're having to, and just kind of to give you a little bit of an example, we're having to house all, we had to get all new equipment, all new cloth, all new, everything that you can think of, we basically got brand new. And we're having to house it in one location. So we're housing it in one part of town. We're actually lifting weights in another part of town. And then we're going to practice at the school. And so we're having to set up times where they show up to the, to the place where we're housing our equipment and us fit them, put it in a bag, and then we're transporting it to the school. And uh, oh I mean, gosh. it's, uh, you know, it's, I told somebody, I looked around and said, this is almost like a youth league deal, you know, where you show up to the youth league part and get, you, get your equipment <laughs> and then, you know, go off to practice. And I thought, uh, you know, but it was logistic nightmare. And as I've told you already in this conversation, our coaching staff did an unbelievable job um, you know, we, we were told the kids were going to be on the field at four in staff meetings, which are also in a different part of town. Let me go ahead and make sure. I <laughs> what part of town are you not doing anything right now, Chip? <laughs> we got the whole thing covered, I promise you. Um, and, um, and in staff meetings, we were all like, we'll be lucky if, you know, if we get on the field at 430, that'd be good. And, um, and at about 355 last Wednesday afternoon, there was a, almost 100 kids uh, dressed, standing in the end zone, waiting for me to give them the go-ahead to take the field. And uh, from wow. there, as I told them at the end in the practice, it was the best first day of spring that uh, we've had since I've been at Newton. Uh, and a huge, you know, our young men, that they did an excellent job of staying focused and, and understanding everything that's going on. And then again, our coaching staff did a great job. And, and uh, you know, I was when we got done. I was super excited. I was like, man, I, I mean, I'm just it's a miracle that it all got off and, and went as good as it did. And, and for them to have such a good practice was great. And then the next day uh, was just as good. And, um, you know, so we're, we're prepared to, you know, we're going to practice four times this week and four times next week. And then uh, we had some other good news at the end of the week. We got permission to play the spring game in Drake Stadium. Nice. So it will be. It will be uh, May the 21st at 5.30, obviously due to the lights. Yes. Um, and, and we'll play Troop in that game. So we are uh, super excited about that, too. 
I told I told Tanner down there at Troop, I said, I ain't got no idea where locker rooms will be or where anybody will be, but we'll play. We'll be on the field at 530 and we'll play. When you look at everything that's gone on in the last six weeks to where we are as we're all talking here, I think it speaks a lot to unity. And I'm not just talking about in a football sense. I'm talking about in the sense of community and not even just geographically, where in the conversation that we're having here, you've talked about the city, you've talked about the county, and you've also talked about the community that is coaches because you're, you're talking about LaGrange helping you out. You're talking about Brian Nelson at Mary Persons helping out, Shane Queen at North Cobb helping out. And, and I think that when we all can look at a situation and know that somebody needs help, there are folks that are going to just dive in immediately and help in a situation like this. And you're getting a lot of different help from a lot of different places, a lot of different coaches and a lot of different parts of the state. And I think that that's one of the really cool aspects of all of this. It's like folks are dropping what they're doing and blowing up your phone and texting the daylights out of you and wondering how they can help. And I think that that's one of the great aspects of all of this in the last six weeks. And literally, you know, you couldn't say any better. And, and it just speaks to the. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many, how many text messages and phone calls I got from from high school coaches, uh, and college coaches around the state. Uh, but obviously, the high school coaches wish, you know, what can we do to help? What can we do to help? And I mean, you just, you know, you go back to Mary Persons, who is on our schedule for next year. You know that we played in next year, and Brian, you know, had had no issues of of helping us do whatever we can. And, and, you know, his strength and conditioning coach, Dan Burdett, uh, who's a longtime friend. I mean, uh, I mean, they just, I mean, these people around this, this state, high school football is big. And I'm not telling, telling you anything that, that you don't know. Uh, it's a big deal in Georgia, but it's also a, a big family. And, and uh, you know, we appreciate all that as well. I know you've got a certain last game of the regular season circled on your calendar. <laughs> what are you we most always, lo- already had that one circled? <laughs> what are you most looking forward to this season, and 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 how happy are you with your schedule? Oh well, you know our, our schedule is uh, is really good. I feel like it's uh, you know it's pretty challenging in terms of we're going to open with Stars Mill, who's I don't know one about five or six region championships in a row. And, <laughs> and then you got Carrollton with Joey coming back, which there'll be huge excitement for that one. That's a, a traditional power uh, and a traditional rival. And, and then you got Sandy Creek. I mean, I mean, I think we all know why that one's going to be big. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard that Sandy <laughs> Creek history there might have something to do with the Walker clan, yeah. <laughs> so, and then Mary Persons, which is where I started. You know, Coach Pitts, who just passed away, uh, gave me my first job. He coached my dad there. You know that that's uh, that's a special deal, and then you know you get down to the to region play, McEachern and Franklin Stevens. I mean, what a great job he's done. Pebblebrook, Coach, who is, is that got that program on the rise, and then you know you end with that big one at the end. That, that's always huge in this community, and it, for it to be at Drake this year is going to be huge. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, as we have talked about in staff meetings. You know, nothing's going to come easy to, to this football team this year. Uh, I mean, if you're just talking about, you know, from where we're going to lift weights every day to where we're going to dress every day to where we're going to meet as a coaching staff on Sunday to uh, where we're going to watch film with our kids during the day, 
you know, all those things, and none of those things are going to come easy uh, because of what we've been through in the last six weeks. But uh, I also know that all of it's going to get done because of what we've been through in the last six weeks. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a challenging year. It's going to be an exciting year. We feel really good about the football team, and uh, you know, it's uh, Newton is a special place and a great place. And, and I look forward to seeing how this thing plays out. There ain't no doubt about it. Well, Chip, thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for letting everybody know what's going on down there in Noonan. Obviously, it's a story that we don't want to let go of because of its importance, not just to high school football, but to everyone there in Noonan and Coweta County and, and every house and home that, that follows high school football here in the state of Georgia. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Be safe. We'll be catching up again soon. We're not going to let go of this. We're going to keep an eye on things, and, and thanks for letting everybody in on what's going on down there. Well, I appreciate it. That's one of the things we said when it happened was, you know, when the, when it rolled in here, there's probably more help than we could have ever imagined. Uh, but six weeks or, t- or 10 weeks or 12 weeks or 14 weeks, down the road, you know, we're still going to need help because when you ride through town, there's still blue tarps all over houses and, you know, things are still broke. So we're still in the, in the process of needing a bunch of help. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks, Coach. Chip. Thank y'all. Amazing interview with Coach Walker. It was just really incredible to hear about the devastation mm-hmm. and the rebuild and the community. I'm actually going to write an article about this. I'm going to use his interview and I'm going to talk to athletic director Randy Robbins and some community members and really get the full story and a, a full perspective on on what happened and how it's affected them so much. Yeah, the following morning, uh, knowing that I was up late watching, that's the the reports out of Noonan as well, uh, I tuned in to the Weather Channel, no, no lie. And Coach Robbins was on with uh, the reporter that was there on site, and it was, he was taking him through all the the devastation that was there, and uh, it was it was it just blew you away, pardon the pun, but the impact that a tornado can have when it just literally goes right through a campus like that. And mm-hmm. Chip mentioned all of the buildings that were just impacted by something like this. All thirteen buildings impacted on campus. And the school in and of itself, if you've never been there, the school is on a hill. It's on a hill. Mm-hmm. And the stadium is down in a bit of a valley as the, the tornado is approaching. It's the first thing that the tornado hits. But then you have the school that's basically sitting on top of a hill. And so when the tornado comes through, it hits everything squarely. And all the, the homes that were around uh, the high school were hit hard as well. But watching that coverage the following morning on the Weather Channel, for me, it really was, you know, it reminds you who really is in charge. And when, when Mother Nature decides that she's just going to take a path, that's the path she's going to take. And I give an incredible amount of credit to everyone mm-hmm. attached to not just the high school, but everyone in Coweta County and in Noonan who has helped everyone who's been affected. It's just been some tremendous work by everyone down there. And we obviously knew it was bad, but the way Coach Walker painted that picture, it's just truly going to be it wakes you up it it wakes you up and it's going to be um a good story to cover this fall and we're definitely going to keep up with it yeah and that is not uh you know obviously he mentioned the east coweta game but Mm -hmm. you know mary persons with the history that the walker family has with coach pitts who recently passed dan pitts is a legend in georgia high school football it's going to be it's going to be a 
great story yeah. to let everyone know what's going on, not just for the sense of you know following a football team, but you're following a town, you're following a community, you're following mm-hmm. a fan base after something that's happened like this, and that we can be a small part of that in, in helping tell the story and letting everybody know that it's going to be a long road back, but they're really taking some great steps here in the first six weeks. Well, we are getting so close to football season, three, four months out from our first game. Yeah, four, I think. Yeah, right after You're having me do math on this show. No one said there was going to be math. Uh, We'll have all of our shows coming back. Recruiting 2020 Guys was just nominated for an Emmy. That is so exciting. The show will be coming back. It will obviously be called Recruiting 2021. Yes. So we will look for that. Because if your calendar (laughs) says a different year, instead of it being Recruiting 2020. Some people's calendars probably say 2020 still. In the office up on the second floor, mine still says 2020. Guarantee it. The rats are having a great time with all the snacks that you have in the leftover in the drawers. Yeah, you're not kidding. Before we go, uh-huh. did you hear about this uh, story in Alabama for, during the uh, high school softball playoffs? Okay, Sandy's shaking her head no. Jess is looking at me like he has no idea what I'm talking about and like I have three heads. And that's the way I look at you 99% of the time. Yeah, so, so, so Jess has gotten right in. <laughs> Final score of the game, 45-44. What? No. Yes. A basketball game, you mean? 45-44. And the, the a softball game, softball game, yeah, two Montgomery area schools, and the head coach for one of the teams went up to the umpire, and from what I understand, uh, these two teams were just absolutely gassed, and, and their pitchers were really tired, and there wasn't a whole lot of depth left on the pitching staffs going into this game. Well, no, and so the the coach for one of the teams goes up to the home plate umpire, and, and he's like, okay, you might want to widen the strike zone just a little bit. Because, you know, things, you know, it might take a while for this one. The game was almost run ruled in the third inning. Uh, it's 15 runs, I think, is, is the, the margin. And it was 20 to 7. One of the teams was leading by 13 going into the third inning, and they were that close to getting run ruled. So what happens? The team that was down by 13 had a 12 run inning. So oh, it was 20 to 19. Gosh. And they had to keep going. So, yeah, 45 44, and it set, I think, three separate state records for. Uh, walks, RBI, and total runs scored. I think it was like fifth or sixth in the history of National Federation stuff for uh, runs scored at 89. I think the highest was 95. Five and a half hours, Sandy. It was a five and a half hour softball game. Talk about moms. Moms in the crowd for five and a half hours. They ran out, uh, both teams ran out of drinks. One of the teams ran out of water, and so one of the coaches' moms went to one of their cars, one of the coaches' cars, and they had, like, extra pallets of water that they took from the coach's car, took it to the dugout. The other team ran out of Gatorade. That can't One happen. of the moms got in her car, went to the store, got more Gatorade, came back, and the game was still going. Front page of the Montgomery Advertiser Sports section, if you guys haven't seen wow. it, and I'm sure it's made the national rounds. 89 runs scored in this game, 45-44. That had to be a national record, not just a Clo- state. It was close. I think 95 is the national oh, record. Okay, so it was okay. like top five Got or it. six all okay. time. But, yeah, Montgomery Advertiser, for those that want to read up on it, that was that, that's the news of the week. Can't leave I'm about to say this, but great story, John. Story time thank with you Nelson. For, thank you for sharing. Story time with Nelson. He actually got one in here. <laughs>
But uh, but no. Uh, to back to your original point, mm-hmm. uh, recruiting 2020 yep. got nominated for an Emmy. Great work by everybody here at GPB. Also uh, nominated was the Lee County Buford Championship game for live sporting events. Amazing that was call. nominated as mm-hmm. well. So uh, two two uh, Southeast Emmy nominations for GPB Sports heading into the Emmys, and that is June the 19th is when we will come up with our final answer on those. Yep, and that's back-to-back years, so really proud about that. That's it for me, John. That's all I got. That's it for me, Hannah. That's all I got. The rundown so, says end. The rundown says end, so I guess that means it's time to go. So for Jess, for Sandy, for Hannah, I'm just John. Access is however you do so. Don't forget to like, friend, be a part of the conversation on all of our social media platforms. That means Facebook. That means Twitter. Uh, What are you on Twitter? At Hannah C. Gooden. At Hannah C. Gooden. I'm at OSG Nelson. At GPB Sports. YouTube, uh, Instagram, and and all the other other social media platforms. So like, friend, be a part of the conversation. That way, whoever's going to transcribe this is just going to love us. They're going to love me. I can tell you that right now. So for all of us here at GPB, Thanks for hanging out with us. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the game. Brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.